0: Hello and welcome to this special TVDNA bonus watchlist episode. We've got so many specials coming up over September that our watchlist episodes may not be as regular as they have been in the past. Instead, we're going to record what we've been watching, little watchlist segments at the end of our specials, and splice those together to form these bizarre hybrid watchlist episodes we still want to talk to you and tell you about all the brilliant shows that we're watching and the shows that are coming soon and all of the exciting tv news that we come across so i hope you enjoy this little bonus episode this is me and grace talking about what we've been watching and the changeling but grace what else have you been watching
1: yes yeah, so i there's two main things i've been watching um i finished on just like that um, you'd be thrilled to know, Adam, I know you were very invested in that show. We were talking about Woman and the Wall being a unique show. There's nothing quite like it on telly. I think we could say the same for Run, just like that. Not necessarily in a good way. <laughs> but, but you know what? I've really, it's been a real pleasure to watch it, even in the darkness of the dialogue and the plot. Like there's something really, ple- really enjoyable about watching it. It looks great. And you know what? I'm just in for the ride. So that, yeah, I finished that.
0: And you you were communal watching that, right? You had friends that we were watching it with and stuff like that. So that I think, you know, that, that definitely adds sort of something to it, the show.
1: There was a support community of women who were putting themselves through it and wanted to connect and, and support each other. So that was really nice. Oh, my God, Adam, I love Silo. Yes. Silo is fantastic. I'm a bit late to the party, I know, and you and Damo have absolutely loved silo because i watched the first episode as part of one of our watch lists and i remember thinking this is really exciting and uh, didn't ever get back to it but then my sister's obsessed with it and more and more people are talking about it so i i'm really enjoying you know what i love most about silo right now is the scale yeah the way they have done scale in that show is so good the depth of the silo there's in early episodes you see the machine that dug the silo and you're like, whoa, like just the effects and the way they've created this world. I-, I am in. And for those who are watching, I just saw episode three, the generator episode. Yeah. Oh, Christ. That yeah. that is pitch perfect, Telly. It's tense, right? Oh, God. Yeah. It's it's real escapism, that show. I think it's in this world, but it's not in this world. And th- And they do cliffhangers at the end of episodes brilliantly. And
0: it feels like the stakes are very high in that show as well. Like you know, that something happens. There's a character you think is going to be the main character, and something happens to them at the end of the very first episode. So you're you know, no one really feels particularly safe. But yeah, is Rebecca Ferguson doing amazing things?
1: She's doing amazing things every day, and I love her clothes. I want to wear everything that she wears. She's just fantastic. She's really hold. She really holds the show. I think. Yeah. And you're you're really invested in the truth and finding out the truth more so than i have experienced in other shows of a similar nature you just want you want everyone to find out the truth but you're not sure of the truth everyone's great in it and oh, i'm just loving it and actually it's also the first show that me and my boyfriend have watched together for a long time because we have quite different tastes. But this one seems to have brought us together, which I'm grateful for. Oh,
0: that's brilliant. Uh, for those who, who don't know, listeners who maybe don't know what is about, essentially, uh, these people live underground and they are being told that it's not safe for them outside. And it's uh, basically, it's a, if you say, if you even say the words that you want to go outside, then it's a, a criminal offence and you're sent outside to clean lens so that everyone can see how bad it is out there so there are those who don't believe that there is stuff bad stuff outside it's a post-apocalyptic world essentially is what they're looking at and yeah it's the the whole series really is about whether or not there is something happening on or not outside yeah
1: Yes. The other thing they do, so the silo is this massive tunnel, isn't it, underground, which about 10,000 people live in. And what they do also really well is they kind of explore class, don't they, in terms of you've got the mechanicals and the bottom level who fix everything. You've got the mid levels, where there's like the doctors and people like that. And then you've got the upper tier and the way that they've kind of infused the class system within this silo. It's just like adds a whole other element to it that's really interesting. Yeah, absolutely loving it. Listeners, if you haven't watched Silo, I would really recommend it. And also I'm looking forward to hearing, because I know you did an episode about one to seven and you did a a, a podcast about the final one. So I'm I'm desperate to get to seven so I can listen and hear your thoughts. (laughs) It's fantastic. I'm gripped, basically. What about you? What have you been watching?
0: Well, one thing I quickly wanted to mention is something I've been listening to, which is the Dial-Up podcast, which is written by uh, Philip Catherwood. It's a playwright that we've worked with at The Space before. It's the second season of the Dial-Up, and it's a really brilliant series where a call centre agent answers the phone and someone from the past is talking to him. That's what happens in season one. In season two, he's speaking to somebody from the present Correct, jumping in here quickly to say I misspoke. What I meant to say was he gets a call from someone from the future, which is far more exciting than getting a call from someone from the present. Anyway, I'll pop the link to the Dial Up podcast in the notes of this podcast episode. Um, but it's really brilliant, lovely, very funny. So I can highly recommend listeners check out the Dial Up podcast. They are quite short episodes, but it's a really good series to listen to. Uh, what I've been watching, so i finished The Lost Flowers of Alice Hart, uh, which I know that Damien was watching as well. And we've mentioned on the podcast before, but it's um, this is the show about Alice Hart, who's the daughter of, well, yeah, she's the daughter of a fairly toxic relationship and has sort of a really traumatic early childhood. And she is subsequently looked after by her grandmother, who's called June Hart, played by Sigourney Weaver, in this sort of sanctuary, essentially, where abused women go to recover then the story sort of jumps from Alice Hart being a child to her being an adult in her later life it's just such a beautifully shot and created show yes there are some difficult moments to watch and there's some really really sad and emotional moments in there but it also uses nature and, and particularly flowers they sort of women communicate through flowers and the flowers have different meanings each flower has a different phrase or meaning attached to it and so that's all really really clever and, and interesting but yeah i've just finished it and the final episode definitely made me cry but it's it's kind of just outside my top 10 of the year so far lost flowers Valley heart that's how good i think the show is so i think if you can bear a little bit of sadness then it's worth a watch the other thing that made me cry <laughs> an awful lot was the end of Upright season two (laughs) so Upright was one of the shows I was given as my watch list five shows to watch and (laughs) I watched season one a while back and Izzy had mentioned that season two hadn't been as well received I think it's just as good as I said to Damo I think there's there's not much difference to season one so maybe that's why people didn't enjoy it as much but the final episode is is incredible and and again really moving so yeah i would recommend if you haven't checked out upright it's available on now tv it's two seasons eight episodes a season and about 20 30 minute episodes so it's a really lovely show to mention and millie alcock are superb
1: that sounds great no i know that Izzy absolutely loved that and that yeah it definitely sounds something like i would like to watch
0: the other one i wanted to mention is a new show that i've been watching we previewed on the last watch list episode which is one piece uh this is on netflix and it's a ten-episode series, and it's based on a popular manga, possibly manga cartoon, but it tells the story of Monkey D. Luffy, who is a young boy who eats a demon fruit, Grace, or a devil fruit, and he gains the power. He basically it turns his body into rubber. Ooh. Um, so he's very, very stretchy, and he's basically he's got a couple of brilliant catchphrases. I am, I am Monkey D. Luffy and I'm going to be king of the pirates. Sure. And I'm a different kind of pirate. So these are his sort of catchphrases that he uses throughout, and they pretty much sum him up. But the the, the one piece of the title comes from Gold Rogers' treasure um, has been amassed into one piece, and it's somewhere out there. So all the pirates, after his Gold Rogers' execution, are looking for this treasure, and whoever finds it will be king of the pirates.
1: And this, whilst this is going on, this lad is rubber...
0: Yes, this this lad is rubber, and he's looking. He's a straw hat wearing rubber pirate kid who's to look at is the least sort of threatening pirate you will ever come across. But he meets uh, Nami, who's a thief and a navigator, and Zoro, a pirate hunter who fights with three swords. And they become a sort of loose crew in those first couple of episodes. It's so fun and entertaining. the The sword fight, the fight choreography throughout is incredible. Some really, really brilliant, clever stuff in that. There's a, sort of Cirque du Soleil slash steampunk vibes to it all in places. It's, yeah, it's bright, it's colourful, but it is, I think it's snappily written. Dialogue's sort of quite good. Characters are all really, really fun. I'm thoroughly enjoying One Piece uh, and I'm definitely going to be sticking with it for the rest of the series.
1: Well, firstly, Zoro sounds like a badass. And secondly, I have not heard any pitch like that show <laughs> that sounds really interesting
0: it's it's nuts and i think it, it's one of those shows that could easily fail by being too over the top but i think it's it's pitched absolutely perfectly if you're looking for that sort of i mean if you if you love pirates then you're going to have an absolute ball with this but it's it's so bright and colorful and brilliant and funny and fun is it for kids I'd say it's kind of, it's yeah, it's probably aimed at a sort of young adult audience. I don't think there's much in the way There probably is some bad language in there somewhere, but I think I probably would let Phoebe watch it. Nice. I mean, I'm watching loads of other stuff at the moment, but I won't talk about all of that now because we've got (laughs) limited time. But I will say that I'm still, Foundation is still one of my favourite things to watch. I know, I bang on about it all the time.
1: Um, (laughs) I feel like you need a comrade in Foundation, Adam, because none of us watch
0: I know, I do. I definitely need someone to pick up the baton and start watching Foundation with me. Um, But I do listen to the Foundation podcast. They have an official podcast. and I can highly recommend that. Showrunner David S. is on every episode and there's always really interesting sort of background stuff in there and talking about the themes of each individual episode. So yeah, I'm getting my my podcast fix on Foundation from the official Apple TV podcast.
1: (laughs) There are no other podcasts other than this one. What are you talking about? Yeah.
0: Great, um, there's one show that's coming soon that we forgot to talk about last time with Dano.
1: Yeah, The Changeling on Apple TV comes out on the 8th of September. It's about Apollo and Emma. Their love story is a fairy tale, apparently it's nice, until Emma mysteriously vanishes. Not so good. Bereft, Apollo finds himself on a death-defying odyssey through a New York City he didn't know existed. Stars Lakeith Stanfield and Clark Bacco. Now, I don't recognise those names, so where would you have seen them before?
0: Lakeith Stanfield has definitely been in loads of stuff. He was Oscar nominated for... uh, I'm not going to remember the name of the film. It was about the Black Panthers. What was that film? A couple of years ago with Daniel Peluya. He was in that film, which is called... Bear with me one second.
1: Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor...
0: Judas and the Black Messiah, but also is uh, Darius in Atlanta. That's a show I must come back to at some point. I've watched the first season of Atlanta and I've always wanted to go back and watch more of it. But yeah, he's really uh, brilliant in that. The Harder They Fall is a really good film. Brilliant people in, in that film as well. So yeah, and, and he's in Knives Out as well. So he's in quite a few bits and pieces. Yeah, and really brilliant. Not only is it Apple TV, so bound to be good, but uh, very excited about seeing Likif in this show.
1: Yeah, sounds good. Sounds interesting. A death-defying odyssey through a New York City we didn't know existed. Let's find out. It's
0: got a good trailer. So um, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm sort of hopeful for this one. So that's on Friday, I think the 8th of September, that one comes out. And I imagine we'll get two or three episodes and then it'll be weekly after that. But yeah, everything else we talked about uh, with Devo last week. So there's Top Boy we've already talked about and Love and Death. We're going to be doing an episode, a spoiler-free episode. Watch this episode on love and death. And both of those come out on Thursday, the 7th of September. Yeah, any news? There's a new limited series coming to Netflix, Grace, uh, in October with National Treasure Stephen Graham in it.
1: I've seen, I've just spotted that, that name pop up there. It sounds interesting. Four different detectives are trying to solve the murder in different time periods. So we've got... The 1890s, the 1940s, the 2010s, and 2050.
0: Apparently, they all they all discover the same the same body in the different time periods. Uh, so it's a 150 year conspiracy. It sounds incredible, and it's been again there's a trailer, been released for this, which looks really interesting. It's also got Kyle Soller who was in the brilliant TV show called Andor.
1: Andor what? (laughs) But, you know, this is giving me Unforgotten vibes.
0: Absolutely. A bit more of a, a, whether it's possibly a sci-fi twist or a sort of, yeah, some weird, I mean, we've got to suspect that time travel is involved unless the body is buried or preserved in some sort of way.
1: Yeah. Very interesting. That's Bodies out on Netflix on October the 19th. I'm going to keep an eye out for that. Um, Adam, I've only got 1% of battery on the laptop. Should I get my charger?
0: No, no, no. Let's drop it. Let's drop it here. We can cover the rest of the news um, (laughs) later on. So that was it. Short and sweet, but a lovely little recommendation for some great TV shows. We've got specials on Ahsoka and The Woman in the Wall happening right now. Plus, we've got Top Boy, Sex Education and Gen V still to come this month. So keep on listening. And just remember to hit us up on the socials at TVDNApod. Thanks very much.